Welcome to the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer. If you're looking to grow and become the man and king you were born to be, you're in the right place. Each week, David will provide men with tools, tips, and strategies for their business, relationship, body, heart, and mindset. Get ready to rise into your passion, power, and purpose, and live your life to its full potential. Now, let's dive in. What's up, everyone? It is your man on fire mentor, David Mailer, coming to you today with the topic of why is accountability paramount to your growth as a man? And we will also be covering questions that were submitted in our private Facebook group. There's a whole bunch of them that you guys uh, submitted, and I'll make sure to get to just about each and every one of those so that we can all learn together and grow together. So without any further ado, let's dive right in to today's topic. Now, most men, when they're under stress, when they're under tension, what they do is they retreat. They go into the man cave, they go into the garage, and they basically don't come up for air until they've got the problem handled. And I think a lot of you know what I'm talking about, which means you wake up in your 50s or 60s and you say, where did life go? How did time pass by so quickly? Because we have this syndrome called the lone wolf syndrome where we want to do it on our own. We don't want to feel stupid. We don't want to feel dumb. And we think that we should be able to figure it out. I should be able to figure this out. I should be able to figure out my finances. I should be able to figure out the marriage. I should be able to figure out my mission and purpose. And the truth is, you can and you will. You can and you will, but at what expense? At what cost? Because the most treasured commodity that we have right now is time. And lost time is never found. So what's the cost of you trying to figure it out on your own? What's the cost of you tucking your head down, getting to work, grinding, and yes, coming up with the antidote, coming up with the solution, but how much time has been lost and how much time has been wasted, how many relationships have been burned, how many times have you sold yourself short on really living into your true mission and into your true purpose? That is the question that I have for you guys. So, why accountability is paramount to your growth? Well, number one, to have accountability, you have to be willing to ask for help, to ask for support. And once you are willing to ask for support, once you are willing to ask for help, you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And in allowing yourself to be vulnerable, that's where a man's true power truly lies in his depth of vulnerability. So that's step one. Step two is you have to be willing to allow yourself to be challenged, meaning get uncomfortable, meaning go into the tension, go into the boiling water at 211 where that's where most of us would bail, but guess what? It's the gap from 211 to 212 that water turns to steam or 32 degrees where solid, where water that's, water that's liquid will turn to a solid block of ice. It's always that one degree difference and that's usually where a man will bail when he's getting uncomfortable and we've all heard the expression that your growth begins at the end of your comfort zone. So number one, you have to ask for help and ask for support. Number two, you have to let yourself be challenged because iron sharpens iron. This is how men rise. They rise with challenge and 
it's important that you let yourself get uncomfortable because your growth will begin at the end of your comfort zone. And it's in the middle of the tension, the most amount of energy and juice is extracted for the transformation that's waiting for you on the other side. Now, even if you have those two things, the third piece that you need, and this is what we're discussing right now, is you need accountability. Now, I'll share with you a story where roughly about two years ago, I was on the phone with a gentleman and I was talking to him about, you know, coming to a Man on Fire four-day immersion, which is our signature event where, you know, 28 to 32 men come and the guy that leaves the immersion four days later is not the guy that started the immersion. Meaning we have all these different versions of us that are running around, you know, masquerading around um, in the act of who we are are trying to sell ourselves to be to the world when the truth is there's a much more congruent, coherent, and aligned version of us. And the whole idea of coming to one of these immersions is to really leave a more aligned version of yourself, the version of you that's more in your heart and not in your head, the version of you that's ready for intimacy and your relationships, that's ready to do the work and confront the energy that's required in order to repair and rebuild the trust and the intimacy and the love in your marriage, the version of you that's ready to live into the fullness of your mission and your purpose, version of you that has vitality and vibrancy regarding your health and the version of you that's crushing it in your business, right? And in your finances. So this gentleman, I'm on the phone with him and I'm really going to bat for him. I'm really, really taking a stand for him to come to this immersion because I see his patterns clear as day. I see how he's being dishonest with himself, lying to himself, not lying to me, but lying to himself. And I took a fierce stand for him. I stood for him, I championed him, I called him out, I called him forward, I did it with a lot of heart energy and I did it with a lot of courage and I stood in the fire of the knowingness of what was possible for him while he was ready to bail on his vision because this is what most guys do. They'll tell you what they want and then they'll try to sell you on why they can't have it. And that's what a coach does, that's what a mentor does. He doesn't buy into your BS, your limiting belief system or your bullshit and he calls you forward because if you don't have somebody holding you accountable, you will bail. You will bail when it gets rough. You will bail when it gets uneasy. You will find a perspective to downsize the severity of your situation. You'll find a perspective that excuses you from stepping up and stepping into this new version of you. So the story goes that as I'm on this phone call with this gentleman, there's another guy that's listening in on my hotel room door. And he's thinking to himself, I want somebody holding me to that standard. I want somebody holding me to that level of accountability. That's what I want. I need that in my life. If left to my own devices, I will get I will I will bail on myself. I will give up on myself. I need someone to push me. I need someone to stretch me. I need someone to make me uncomfortable. I need someone to hold my ass to the fire of my true potential and hold me accountable. And after I was off the phone and I made it back down to um, the seminar that I was at. He came up to me and he had shared with me that he overheard me talking and he's like, I want that. I need that in my life. And so why accountability is paramount to your growth is because you will have somebody in your corner. I'll never forget as, as a huge boxing fan, I used to sit on my dad's lap when I was a kid, you know, watching Muhammad Ali and Sugar Ray Leonard. And I'll never forget the Thomas Hearns fight with Sugar Ray Leonard when Angelo Dundee, the corner man, said to Sugar Ray, you're blowing it, son, you're blowing it, meaning you're losing this fight. And if you don't, if you don't find that eye of the tiger, if you don't find that courage, if you don't find what you're made of, 
If you don't find that conviction, that certainty, that knowingness, you're going to lose this fight. And he was in his face giving him a pep talk, rallying him, helping him remember who he is, getting that courage to come to the surface, getting that lion that's been sleeping to come to the surface. And as you know, the story goes, Sugar Ray Leonard ended up TKOing Thomas Hearns in that second fight. That's what accountability does for another person. Some of you have seen the movie where the guy's doing the death crawl and the coach puts a blindfold on him and he puts another player on his back and he's in his face and he's screaming at him. And next thing you know, he carries the guy all the way to the end zone because he had somebody holding him accountable. When you have somebody holding you accountable, they're holding you accountable to the standard that your soul is being held to. They're holding you accountable to the standard that you won't let yourself go to on your own because most of us will bail when there's tension. Most of us, That's why you have a spotter at the gym, right? As soon as you're feeling this tension, you're starting to have the pirates take over your mind. You're starting to question your resiliency. You're starting to question your tenacity and your fierceness. And you need someone. You need a corner man. You need someone spotting you. You need a coach. You need a mentor. You need an expert. You need a professional. You need somebody championing you that recognizes your true raw talent that recognizes the bigness of your true potential and that won't let you sell yourself short on what's possible for you because when you grow and when you step into the fullness of your potential, everyone in your life wins. Your wife, your ex-wife, your girlfriend, your fiance, your children, your friends, your family, people you haven't met yet. Everyone wins by you becoming an up-level version of you and having the courage to live into the fullness of your potential. And the recipe is simple. You must have accountability, a check-in partner, a daily check-in partner, a weekly check-in partner that holds you accountable to your highest leverage actions and gets you to do what you say you're going to do because most of us bail on our commitments. And we've shared in previous lives that a commitment is doing what you said you were going to do long after the mood you set it in and the energetic state you set it in is left, right? You're watching Rocky. You're all pumped up. You drop to the floor. You do some push-ups. Yeah, starting tomorrow at 5 a.m. I'm back in the gym. No, you're not. 5 a.m. the alarm clock goes off and no one's holding you accountable. And all of a sudden the pirates come into your mind and boom, you hit snooze. Boom, you hit snooze again. Boom, you hit snooze again. Then the pirates tell you go to the gym later. But of course you don't go later because things got hectic at work or something came up with the family. And now the pirates are telling you, don't worry, big guy, start tomorrow. And this will happen to each and every one of you unless you have someone challenging you, supporting you, and holding you accountable. And this is why accountability is so paramount to your growth. Iron sharpening iron, men championing men, not sitting on one another's hot air balloon, not cutting another man down so that you could feel temporarily better about yourself. This is about building another man up. This is about helping another man rise into the fullness of his true potential. That's what a true masculine leader does, and that's what accountability will do for another man. All right, now let's take a deep dive into some of the questions that were submitted during the week. Are you ready? First question, this gentleman writes, I'm going through the modules of the first module, see your game. He's referring to, he's in our, one of our coaching programs called uh, Firestarter and Ignited. And it includes these 10 modules, some of my best teachings. And he's referring to when I, when I talk about the first pillar of being a man on fire is to see your game, meaning 
Can you see the patterns that are running your life that are destructive? Can you see what you're doing? Can you see how alcohol or your sarcasm or watching TV or uh, masturbation or pornography or flirting with other women, can you see your game of what you're doing that's taking away from the true congruence and authenticity of who you are as a man? Can you see how you've been a pleaser? Can you see how you've been turning into your wife into mom? Can you see how you've been steamrolling or gaslighting or trying to use force? Can you see how you're walking on eggshells being the yes man? Can you see that? This is part of being your game. There's many other layers to it, but I just wanted you to have context for what he's talking about. So I'm going through your first module, see your game. How do you know where to start? when your game is wrapped up in so many of those elements. Acceptance, rock, unlovable, aggression, control, fraud, lying. I have at one point or another used all of those to manipulate desired outcomes. I feel totally lost and completely fake. I know there were situations in life that molded me into behaving that way, but ultimately they were my decisions and I'm done with all of that. Okay, here's what I'm really, really hearing in this guy's question. What do I do? How do, how do I overcome all this? How do I overcome a lifetime of running this game that's destructive that has now blown up my life where I'm not happy with That's what he's basically saying. And it starts with the first step, right? Because most men, because they can't see the finish line, they can't see the bigger picture, the bigger vision. In fact, when you ask most men, what do you want? Well, I, I want to be happy. Uh, I, I want to be free. I, I want to be fulfilled. Okay, that sounds great, but it means nothing. Okay, it's, it's super important that we all understand this. That means nothing. There's nothing tangible about that. There's nothing measurable about that. Therefore, you're not going to have it. So if you say what you want, and this is what we're going to cover on Traction 2022, you got to get specific. So for example, you could say, I want and am committed to losing 100 pounds. I currently weigh 300 and I'm committed to getting down to 200. Okay, that's very clear what you want. Now we can come up with a game plan of how you could actually achieve that goal and turn it into a reality, make it real. But if you just say, I want to lose weight, that's not good enough. Or you say, I want to be healthier, that's not good enough. What the heck does that mean? It means nothing. And so many of you, when I ask you, what do you want? It's a deer in the headlights. So if you want to get a greater clarity on your vision, because a man without clarity, a man without a vision is a man that is not going to live into his dreams. It's a man that will be spinning his wheels and stuck on the hamster wheel. It's a man that let the pirates take over his mind and you'll be twiddling your thumbs and then you'll be in your sadness or in your victimhood or in your upset, your rage and your frustration as you head into 50s and 60s going, where the hell did my life go? And I'm telling you where it went. You haven't had the discernment to dial in a true vision of your life. You truly don't know what you want. And even when you think you know what you want, the truth is it's not tangible enough. It's not succinct. It's not clear. There's no focus around it. That's why I'm adamant about getting you guys to register for Traction 2022 because I'm going to teach you how to take ideas, thoughts, dreams, and actually bring them all the way across the bridge to reality. That's what we all want. We want to live into our true potential. So regarding this gentleman's question, the simplicity is you have to have your vision of where you're headed and then you have to have that support you have to have that challenge and you have to have accountability to continue to walk the bridge as opposed to turning around and heading back the other way. Because even when most men find out what they want, because they think it's so far away, oh, how, how the hell am I going to get there? And, you know, just like a heavy person, how the hell am I going to get down, you know, another 100 pounds, or 150 pounds? It's like they're, they're, so, they're in so much pain about the anxiety of the future, they bail on the now.
They bail on the present. Why? Bringing us back to exactly what I was teaching because you don't have accountability. So what this gentleman is really saying is I need support, I need challenge, and I need accountability so I don't bail on myself and I start unpacking all this stuff. Because we all developed certain patterns, we all developed a game in order to protect ourselves from feeling like we're not good enough, from feeling unlovable, unworthy. So you can't punish yourself for that, but there is a game plan where you have to turn around and face and feel all these emotions that you've been running from. And with the right support, with the right challenge, and with the right accountability, absolutely you can start making some amazing progress in your life where you'll look back and you'll go, I cannot believe how far I've come. So keep at it, brother, and thanks for the vulnerability with the question. All right, guys, let's move on to the next question here. Here we go. Next question is, next question is, I'm going to be meeting up with my ex, and she brought up that I needed to come clean. She wants me to admit the things she suspects I did and which I did. Is it a good idea to do so? I do feel like I should, even if we never talk again, because I love her. She says she hates me at times for this for the things she already knows that I did, but she wants me to come forward and be honest with her about it. Is it a good idea to open up and confess? Part of me feels like it's the right thing to do. If we're going to work things out, we should put all things on the table and start a clean new chapter. All right, I'm super proud of you, brother, for um, getting visible, getting vulnerable, submitting this question, and the truth is you already know the answer. You absolutely know the answer. So guys, just as a reminder, for those of you that might be you know, kind of new to my lives, I'm not here to tell you what to do, especially when it, regarding a woman, you know, whether or not she's for you or not for you. I'm here to ask you questions. I'm here to help you find a deeper level of truth for yourself, right? But if you're asking me a suggestion, if you're asking me for my opinion or my advice, what I'll offer you is perspectives. So the perspective is this. Women always know when their man has been out of integrity with himself and with her. Whether they know it on a conscious level or an unconscious level, they know. Here's another thing for you to consider. When a man has been in violation of his own moral compass, when you have done things that you're not proud of, when you have cheated, flirted, uh, leaked your energy, done things that are against the moral fibers of who you know you are as a man, well, let me tell you something that might be invisible to you. If you're not ready to come clean with who you've been doing this to, what will happen is you will inadvertently, unknowingly, and unconsciously judge your partner, and you'll find little things to nitpick and eventually force them out of the relationship because you're terrified to come clean. Now, why would a man be terrified to come clean? Why would a man be scared to just say what he's done? I'll tell you why. Because he has the story that if I come clean, she'll leave me. And if I come clean and she leaves me, I'll be alone. And if I'm alone, I'll feel unlovable, I'll feel isolated, and then what's the point of my life? Now, some of you have lied to yourself and fooled yourself into believing. Some of you have lied and fooled yourself into believing that, well, if I tell her, it will only hurt her feelings, and things are pretty good in the relationship right now. So wouldn't telling her just hurt her feelings and shouldn't I refrain from doing something like that? Isn't that mean to do that? Here's my response. Nice try. Nice try. The idea is to honor her by honoring her own intuitive knowing that something felt off and that she could feel there was an indiscretion. She could feel that you leaked your energy. 
she could feel that you were out of integrity in some way, shape, or form. And then when you're telling her otherwise and you're nodding your head saying, no, 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 I, I didn't do that, you're crazy, you are doing a huge disservice to a woman who is relying heavily upon her intuitive guidance and her intuitive knowing. And to do that is a tremendous disservice to a woman. So what must happen is you must honor her by telling her the truth so that she can grow the ability to trust in her discernment of her intuitive knowing and not think that her mind is going crazy. So do it because it's the right thing to do and face the consequences. And if the consequences mean that she's no longer with you, then that's, that's something you'll have to deal with. But if there's substance to the relationship and if you're truly ready to live into this more congruent version, because it's heroic to tell the truth, it's heroic and it's courageous for you to tell the truth as a man. And deep down, she'll respect you. On the surface, she might be pissed off. She might tell you to F off. She might walk out of the room. She might tell you you make me sick. She might tell you you make me nauseous. Whatever it is, hold your center. Don't lose who you are in that moment. Don't buy into the illusion of the words that are coming at you. Recognize she's just hurt. You hurt her heart. Give her the space to heal on her timeline, not your timeline. So this is an opportunity for you to be honest with yourself, for you to face the fire, get in there, tell the truth, face whatever comes at you. And if you're truly supposed to be with her and you're coming from your heart, you'll navigate and eventually the two of you, everything will be okay and she'll have developed a, a high level of respect and a new level of trust knowing that you had the courage to come clean. So comment below guys, what are you hearing in what I just shared? Because I know that this question that was submitted could really mess with a lot of guys. It could absolutely mess with a lot of guys because some of you have really sold, your, sold yourself on, oh, I don't think it's a good idea to tell her because it will just upset her. No, you're trying to protect yourself. You're trying to make it where she doesn't find out that you did something because you're trying to preserve how she sees you. That's called selfish. Give that up. Do what's right. Speak the truth. The truth shall always set you free. You'll have no more burden that you're carrying on your chest and on your shoulders and do it to unburden her most importantly. You got this, brother. All right, take a minute. What are you hearing and what I'm sharing? Am I resonating with you? Are you hearing some truth serum, some truth bombs? Am I injecting you and infusing you with the truth that you know your soul is like, fudge, I know he's right, but your mind is like, sugar. I don't want to accept it because that means uh, I got to have the courage to actually confront her. Oh, no. Well, most of you guys, most of you, including me, most of my life, we turn our woman into our mother and now we're seeking her approval. And, you know, she doesn't want another child. She wants a husband. She wants a king, a warrior, a lover. She wants a leader. And part of that leadership is you have to have the courage to speak the truth. Part of that leadership is you have to be willing to come clean and restore the integrity where it's been lost. Because when you have this lie in the space between the two of you, it will put up walls. She'll be putting up walls and she won't even know why she's putting up walls. You won't know why she's putting up walls. And now I'm telling you now, I'm telling you because you can't be trustworthy. You can't be trusted. Oh, but, but I am trustworthy. No, you're not. You're not honest. You're not honest with yourself. You're not honest with her. You're not trustworthy. A part of you is not trustworthy. Come into the acceptance of that and go clean it up and watch how your life magically changes. And for those of you that think you're gonna do that on your own, I highly doubt it. This is exactly why men join communities like Man on Fire or some other community. Not communities where you get to talk about your problems, but I mean communities where you actually do something about your problems. You get into action and you're held to the fire with accountability. Because if you, oh yeah, I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to talk to her. Really? What day are you going to talk to her? Who's going to hold you accountable? Who are you going to check in with to make sure that you spoke to her? 
crickets. Oh, I'll do it after the, the our anniversary. I'll, I'll do it after Christmas. I'll do it after Hanukkah. I'll do it after the New Year's. Oh no, now it's our son's birthday. Oh, you're always going to find an excuse. You will always find an excuse. In the man of fire world, the time is always now. But if you don't have someone challenging you, supporting you, and holding you accountable, truth be told, you're not doing it. You know, you know it's true. So for those of you that want support, for those of you that want challenge, for those of you that are ready for that level of accountability, let us know. I'm ready to speak to one of your coaches and explore one of your coaching programs. I recognize there's an investment of my time, my energy, my finances. Let's go. I'm ready. I don't want to put my life on hold anymore. I don't want to sell myself short anymore. I'm ready to live into the true potential of who I am as a man. I'm done selling myself and my family short of who I need to be. If you're truly ready to invest in your time, your money, your energy, if you're not ready and you want to just kind of dip your pinky toe in the water because some of you are like that, that's totally cool. All right, let me move on to the next question here. Wow, these questions are old. This, this question was all the way from 2020, but I'm going to address it anyway. It says, after nine years of marriage, my wife told me everything about her past from before our marriage. She had an affair with a married man for six months, cheated on boyfriends, did prostitution, only with one married couple for three years and had a friend with benefits for a year and a half who had a girlfriend she knew. She admitted she had 50 or so partners. We had no issues for nine years of marriage, but when she visited her girlfriend in San Diego, she had sex with her and danced with a guy, rubbing all over him. She then became friends with him on Facebook and was talking with him. She also said she wants an open marriage and that marriage vows meant nothing. She said it's her body and she will sleep with whomever she wants whenever she wants. I'm not for an open marriage. Not sure if this is worth it. We have two young kids. Do you have any thoughts? Well, this was a long time ago, and I'm guessing that I addressed this question a year ago. So there's a lot here, and this is a good opportunity for you guys to understand that um, it's not as simple as me just offering this man a suggestion or advice. I would you know, want to ask him literally 20 to 50 questions. And one of the questions... One of the questions would be, um, you know, what's the truth in your heart? What do you know to be true? Did you override yourself? Did you feel that marrying her was the right thing in your heart? I don't mean in your head. I mean in your heart. And at what point might you have betrayed yourself and overridden your own truth? And to what degree do you feel that you've owned your power in your marriage? To what degree that do you feel that you've helped your wife take down walls and open up to deeper levels of intimacy where she truly feels worthy and she feels lovable and she feels that you are all in on the marriage? To what degree does she feel fully claimed by you in an extraordinary way where she can tell you're not leaking your energy and she can start to really accept her own self-worth? Because... Many women, as you guys know, there's massive hurts and wounds and traumas that they carry into the marriage from whatever their grandmother went through to their mother to what they went through as a little girl. We've, you know, there's so many women that have been sexually abused from friends to family. And then this gets carried through maybe in relationships and in their first marriage. And now here it is on your plate. And some of you might look at that as baggage. And I invite you to look at that as opportunity. I invite you to look at that as a sacred privilege of I get to help her heal. I get to help her restore the faith in the masculine. I get to up-level myself as a man and step more into the congruence of the masculine leader that God made me to be. And I get to teach this woman that it's safe enough to open her heart again. 
and that she doesn't necessarily have to live where she's harming herself. Now, that's no judgment on the lifestyle that anybody wants. If somebody's into an open marriage, if somebody's into multiple relationships, multiple partners, and it's truly coming from the truth in their heart, it's coming from the depth of what honors their soul, and it's not somebody trying to escape their wounding, and you know, great, totally great. But it sounds to me like this man doesn't want that in his marriage. It's not aligned with his morals and his principles and his values and his ethics. And he's got some deep soul searching to do to discover, you know, what's the truth here? And to what degree did I really help my wife get to the other side of some of her past hurts, wounds, and traumas? If there were some, which I'm imagining there are, because I haven't met anyone that hasn't been exposed to some form of hurt, wound, and trauma. So there's a lot here, guys, to unpack, but I just wanted to share a few thoughts so that we could grow and learn together. Let's move on to the next question, shall we? Shall we? Here we go, here we go, here we go. This gentleman writes, why is it so hard to find a decision that you like? I sometimes need justification from my wife, friends, or others because I'm afraid of my own decisions and what they entail, asking others for justification. Okay, there's not a lot of data, there's not a lot of information given by this question. So I'm going to kind of read between the lines and speak to what I believe this gentleman is asking. What I think he's asking is, how do I unplug from seeking other people's approval? And how do I stand in the conviction and the certainty of my own knowingness where I don't violate my own moral compass, I don't violate my values, my principles, my code of ethics. How do I get to that place where I'm not invested in what other people think of my choices and decisions because I know if it's coming from my power, I know if it's coming from a clean place, I know if it's aligned with who I am as a man, eventually everyone gets on board. Everyone gets on board when someone honors themselves, right? So I'll give you a, uh, an example that might sound silly, but it's not silly. It could be as simple as, you know, your wife wants to go on a vacation in two months from now, and you are really clear that you guys are not in a, in a healthy financial situation at this moment, and that the time to go away right now is simply, um, it's not possible. And many of you will bend yourself, and many of you will please her, and many of you will become the yes man, and many of you are afraid of your wife or your partner, and out of your mouth comes... Yes, yes, I will, I, will, um, I will take you on a vacation, sweetie. And then you build resentment and you build frustration and now you're angry at her and the truth is you're angry at yourself because you bailed on your own truth. Instead, what if, what if you could have, what if you could have shared with her, listen, listen, you know, whatever you call her, sweetie, babe, my queen, I totally get and understand how you want to go on a vacation in two months from now. And I so want to make that happen for us. And I'm crystal clear based on where we're at with our finances right now, it's not the best time for us to be going away. And it pains me to say that because I feel in many ways I'm selling us short because I know I'm capable of generating more. I know I haven't stepped into the true potential of what's possible for me. And so I know that I'm turning to my finances as one of the reasons why we can't go away now. And please know that I take responsibility for that. I know that I'm capable of generating and producing more for this family. And you have my commitment that I'm going to really make an effort and get some support and be held accountable 
by other men, wink, wink, wink. I'm going to be held accountable by other men so that the next time you ask me to go away, for me, it's easy to say yes. So I know the old me would have said, the old me would have said yes for all the wrong reasons. I wouldn't have wanted you to be upset. I would have been a pleaser, a yes man. I would have turned you into my mom looking for your approval. But the truth is I would be violating my own truth. And I'm no longer willing to do that. I'm no longer willing to sell my soul short. I'm no longer willing to do you a disservice by saying yes when truth is I mean no. What I can promise you is that I'll take you away within six months and I'll do everything in my power to make sure that I put us in a position where we're able to do so. I mean, that's the conversation, right? Now, I'm not saying to use my exact languaging. You have to be authentic. She has to feel the congruence of your energy. But I'm giving you an example of how something like this could work in your life where more often than not, you're making decisions that um, you're looking for other people's approval with that decision. Or said differently, so many men struggle with making decisions. In fact, we've heard the expression analysis paralysis. I think all of you would admit that you are stuck in your head and disconnected from feeling. And when you're disconnected from feeling, you've lost your ability to have leverage to make change because emotions is your leverage for change. So when you're in your head and you're disconnected and you have the analysis paralysis, well, then it turns out like my friend Mark, who shared with me, he was on the fence for five or six years and indecisive about what to do in his marriage. Should I stay? Should I go? Should I stay? Should I go? And it manifested as a stroke. And he made the conscious connection that the paralysis of my indecisiveness is in relationship to the paralysis that I now have from my stroke. And this is what's happening with most men. We've lost the ability to be decisive. We've lost the ability to be the captain of our own ship. We have no idea where we're headed. All right, I got the bandwidth for another question here. What could I do here? Whose question do I want to answer? Let's answer this one. Here we go. The question is, I actually answered this one um, a few weeks ago, so I'll read it out loud. It was, how do you set and maintain boundaries while being assertive without coming across as an a-hole? How do you build your self-respect when every time you try to recognize your self-respect and self-worth, you only go farther down the rabbit hole? The simple answer to that is um, you have to learn to come back into your heart. And you have to learn to connect with the emotions that you've buried, that are disconnecting you. The emotions that you keep trying to get away from that then come out as passive aggressive or aggressive aggressive. So number one, you gotta learn to feel all the emotions you stuff down. And number two, you have to learn how to get back in your heart. That's exactly what we teach men at Man on Fire in all of our workshops, in all of our seminars, in all of our programs. We will teach you guys how to do this stuff. All right, guys, that's all I can do today. It was such an honor and such a privilege to be with all of you. You deserve an epic life. You deserve an extraordinary life. You deserve a phenomenal life. You, sir, are a man on fire. Yes, it's your man on fire mentor, David Mailer, saying so long for now, and I'll see you soon with passion, power, and purpose. Much love, guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to click subscribe so you never miss an episode. Then share with your friends and leave us a raving review. To connect with David, you can find him at www.manonfirerising.com or on Facebook. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer.